You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Hour number two. John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, 888-957-9570. More phone calls coming up as we continue to talk 49ers. Two weeks and a day until the opener in Chicago. Uh, Let's get to uh, our guest here on the program, uh, only guest of the program today. Covers the 49ers for Niners Nation. Akash Anavarathan joining us here on the show. Akash, appreciate some time on on a Saturday morning. How are you? I'm fantastic, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well. Good to, good to get a chance to, to chat with you. The, the question of the day uh, off the top of the show here, we started at 9, was do you feel better or worse about Trey Lance over tra- now that we've seen training camp and we've seen the, the, the preseason? you feel better about it? I know it's kind of subjective. How did you feel about him uh, going in and where you thought he would be? But just, just kind of assess – your thoughts on where you thought he would be, where he is, and where that leaves the 49ers? Overall, I think between training camp, between the two preseason games he's played in, I feel better about Trey Lance than I did coming into the season. Just because we you know, we had so uh, few snaps with him last year. Right? He only played in about two and a half games. and I think the more you get to see him in different situations, you'll get an idea for how he reacts. And I think that's the biggest thing um, you look for, right? In, in certain situations, in third down, third and longs, in you know, uh, in the first game, he had that play where he slid, which we hadn't seen before. So you you became a little bit more comfortable with his running ability. Then in this previous game, you saw you know a little bit more of an emphasis on the deep passing game, even though they didn't connect on that pass to Debo Samuel. Um, down the sideline. So I think overall you just feel comfortable. Uh, he just looks a little bit more decisive. He looks um, just, you know, it looks like his game has improved from where it did last year, which is really all you can ask for. And I think you're going to see a lot more growth as the season goes on. And and I think that's that's all you can ask for out of the 22-year-old. Akash, how you doing, brother? I have a question for you. And I've been conflicted, you know, for the past couple of months because – To me, the messaging from the organization and even kind of the rhetoric from the fan base is this is a championship roster, which I think most people agree on. Uh, One of the handful of championship rosters in the NFL, probably about five to six of them. Championship roster, we need an upgrade at quarterback to help us make that final push. Jimmy G just wasn't getting it done. I think that's a fair comment. So with that messaging, I think, that Trey has to be better than what Jimmy would have been this year. Like, that's the bar. I, I, I'm not really in the camp of 
We got to be patient. We got to watch him grow because I was sold that we just need a guy at quarterback. Of course, I have to be realistic and I can't, you know, think this guy's going to be Pat Mahomes when he steps on the field game one. But I do think there is a bar and that expectation should be there. Where do you fall on that in terms of patience and where 49ers should be and what we should expect from Trey Lance right away? (laughs) I think naturally I'm a little bit more on the patient side. So, (laughs) I uh, tend to lean on the, you know, let's just give Trey Lance uh, some time. But I also see your side of things where this is, I wouldn't say an aging roster, but some of their core veteran star players are, like, in the midst of their primes or on, like, the tail end of their primes, right? Like Debo Samuel in the middle of his prime. Trent Williams, 34. Who knows how many, you know, all pro seasons he has left. Nick Bosa just entering his prime. George Kittle, I think he's about to turn 29 in October. Um, so you, you question, you know, how many elite seasons does he have left in him? And then Fred Warner, I think is like 26, 27. So you've got this loaded roster where, like you mentioned, there's just talent across the board. And really the question mark is that quarterback. And I think if you asked Kyle Shanahan two seasons ago, he would have preferred to go the veteran quarterback route. And, you know, Jason, you and I, we've talked about this. He would have preferred to go the Matt Stafford route, the Deshaun Watson route, pre, you know, legal ramifications. And, you know, they looked at all those different options before they said, okay, we just we have to upgrade and our only path forward is through a quarterback. And like Kyle Shanahan said, I think I see a lot of similarities to the 2019 team where you have an inexperienced quarterback. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo had been in the league for four or five years at that time, but he hadn't played a ton. Right. And I think Trey Lance is in a similar spot where he hasn't played a ton. And so can the rest of this roster just do enough to keep this keep the team moving along, keep stacking wins early in the season so that Trey Lance can, you know, start to get comfortable. Cause I think, I don't think it, I don't think you need like an entire season of Trey Lance to be like, okay, next year is when the 49ers going to hit, hit their stride. I think if you just give him like five, six, seven weeks to get familiar and with the offense, with skilled players, et cetera, with this offensive line, then I think you could start to see the team, you know, hitting its stride. So I think that's what they need to work towards. And I, I agree. I think, you need to have a little bit of patience early on in the season. There's going to be some ups and downs, and you're going to have to take the lumps. There's going to be growing pains. But I think there will be a payoff at the end of the season. And and ultimately, I, I set the bar at, you know, if you can get into the playoffs, and then you, you just don't know what happens after that, right? It depends on who you play. Are you at home? Are you on the road? You know, it's just a week-to-week thing. So I say let's get into the playoffs for the 49ers, and then, you know, uh, let the chips fall where they may. Akash Anavarathan joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Accuracy and efficiency versus explosiveness. I I think 49er fans are expecting more explosive plays from this offense given the the Trey Lance skill set. Maybe the accuracy and efficiency are not there at the level that that Kyle Shanahan certainly would want. I think that's part of the, the growth process for Trey Lance to me, the biggest question about this team offensively, though, is are there enough explosives without critical mistakes to where you can offset maybe a lack of efficiency? Is that fair to you, and, and how do you assess the 49ers' ability to make sure they're more explosive without game-wrecking plays, and that's how you deal with that, that maybe lack of efficiency or, or, or accuracy on Trey's part? 
That, that's absolutely fair. And for as much as we criticized Jimmy Garoppolo last season, the 49ers had, I think, the most efficient third down offense in the NFL last season. And it was, you know, largely due in part to Garoppolo and the skilled players. And they were just able to move the chains. And that's, again, a question mark with Trey Lance, right? That's one of those situations I talked about earlier where, you know, it's third and seven, it's a passing down, and Kyle Shanahan draws up a play. Can Trey Lance hit that? And I think that we haven't seen consistently yet. And, you know, in the preseason game at Houston a couple nights ago, we saw that, right? I think there was like a second and 11 play yeah. where there was a little stick route to George Kittle and he just missed it. And now what could have been third and seven is now third and 11 or whatever the down and distance was. And so those are the plays. Can Trey Lance, you know, churn out these long drives across, you know, across, across the game, across the season, be efficient, be accurate like you're talking about. I think that's something we almost took a little bit for granted with Jimmy Garoppolo because for as much as, you know, we had, there was a lack of explosives or big plays down the field, you knew, you know, when it was like third and six, third and seven, he would find and hit the open receiver more often than not and let them, you know, create yak. And that's, a, that's I guess, you know, still a question mark with Trey Lance, just with his accuracy in the short to intermediate passing game and, you know, it feels like in preseason they've put, him, put more of an emphasis on the deep passing game. And, you know, with the 76-yard touchdown pass to Danny Gray or the deep ball to Debo Samuel that missed, it just seems like there's more of an emphasis on that part of the game than, you know, the short to intermediate stuff. Akash, switching gears a bit, Nick Bosa, I mean, he's been amazing through the first couple of years of his career, obviously. But from everything I've seen this preseason at camp, all the tape I've seen, it looks like he's taken it even to another level, and I said on TV the other day that I realistically could see him winning NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Where do you fall on that? How great can that dude be? I absolutely agree. I think I, I saw, you know, depending on what book you use, I, his over-under for sacks, I think it was like 11 and a half, and I think he ended up with 15 or 15 and a half last season, and, and I thought that bar was low, and I thought he was he had a chance for 20 and I think he he mentioned it a couple of days ago at the press conference he you know he's looking for a 20 sack season and that's the type of season that puts you in the defensive player of the year conversation right right up there with the TJ Watts the Miles Garrett of the world and I think he's absolutely capable of that I think you know this is year two from the ACL surgery he's only going to be more explosive more athletic and I think the other thing is compared to last season I think they have a lot more depth opposite of Nick Bosa, which is only going to allow him to thrive as well, right? I think Samson Ebicom looks a lot more comfortable in this defensive scheme now. They've got Drake Jackson, the rookie, who's going to come up to speed as the season goes along. And he looks great, too. Got, yeah, and then they've just got these, like, veterans that they can just throw at you in waves, like the Charles Amenity, the Kerry Hiders, and, you know, all the other guys they've got on that defensive line that Chris Kucerich's working with, and I think that's only going to benefit Nick Bosa. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised see him you know right in that conversation uh, at the end of the year Akash I gotta ask you about the the offensive line uh, how how concerned should 49ers be about the interior about what's going on with McGlinchey and his potential availability at, at right tackle uh, it's directly connected to Trey Lance and and in many ways his ability to succeed just where do you get the sense the 49ers are at with the with the interior? I know everybody's high on Burford. He he was kind of up and down the other night. But just left guard, center, right guard, how do you have it now, and how do you think it ends up? 
Absolutely. I think I think the offensive line is a bit of a concern, but it's hard to judge so far because the starting five haven't played together yet in preseason. And so, you know, it's hard for us to see, you know, how, how are they going to play with each other. And, you know, Trent Williams, who I think is the best left tackle in the business, he hasn't played a snap yet in, in preseason. So it's hard to judge how Aaron Banks is going to look, right? Because, um, you know, the guard tackle do as you guys know, they work, you know, hand in hand, and Trent Williams is going to make up for a lot of the mistakes that, you know, Aaron Banks commits as he goes through his growing pains, too, as a second-year player. And so it's hard to judge how he looks as well without Trent next to him. And I think it's the same thing on the other side, right? Without Mike McGlinchey there, it was Colton McKivitz the other night who, you know, isn't isn't as good uh, anchoring in pass protection as McGlinchey is. And, and so hard to tell how Burford's going to look as well. And so I think once, you know, they get – all five of those guys out there, right? Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, and Mike McGlinchey will start to get a feel for how they look as a unit. But I think McGlinchey's injury is concerning, right? The knee, the knee soreness or knee issues tied to his quad tendon, tendon injury from last year. And um, so I think that's probably the most concerning. I think the interior of the offensive line is actually less concerning. I think they're just going to get better as they play more together. I think Brendel hasn't given up a pressure yet in preseason, even though it's just preseason. I know Burford's been a little up and down, but he's got all the traits to be successful at guard. He's got the athleticism. He's got, you know, the strength, the size. Um, Aaron Banks a little different. He's a little less athletic, even though he came from Notre Dame. But I think, you know, he, he can also be successful, but I think it's going to take him a little while as well. But we've seen the 49ers be successful rotating different guys at guard. It's just a matter of can they get those tackle spots secured and can they get Jake Brendel to just be, you know, uh, who he's been through the preseason. And I think Kyle Shanahan, you know, he, he's no dummy. He's going to scheme around his offensive line. I don't think there's anyone better in the business at hiding weaknesses on their offense. And so I think when the regular season hits and you get those five guys out there playing, I think uh, it'll be less concerning for fans. Oh, those Notre Dame linemen in the 49ers. The fans love them. All right, Akash, (laughs) one one last question before we let you go. It's a simple one. What are your realistic expectations for this group as we head into the season? I think I said it earlier in the show. I think realistic expectations are, are make the playoffs. I think, this roster is too talented. This team is too talented. And it's the same thing we said last season, right? Make the playoffs and then, you know, just kind of let the chips fall where they may. Because it's in the NFL, especially as you guys know, one game playoff, everything just depends on that day. So you don't, it's hard to just say, okay, Super Bowl or bust or NFC title game or bust. I just say, get into the playoffs and then, and then we'll see what happens. Cool. Akash, great stuff. We really appreciate it, man. Good to get a chance to catch up with you. It's uh, been a while, at least for me, so uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk uh, again soon. Of course, guys. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, Akash Anavarathan joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Good stuff. Great insight, uh, as nice usual. balanced perspective. Yes. Nice balanced perspective, Jason, uh, here on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, you know, he's definitely, like, he falls in the middle, and he's, He's probably he's right on pretty much everything he says. It's just, you know, you got to be patient. I, I might be a little more extreme in the sense that, like, I know realistically we have to be patient with Trey Lance. That's just the nature of the beast. It's very seldom do we see a quarterback step in uh, with his experience level and be a dude. So I got to be realistic. But I also... 
I'm not going to be too patient because I've been told, like, just the whole context of getting here, Trey Lance getting here, if you take everything into perspective, I think he has to be better than what we would think Jimmy is. I The, the excuses were, will start to fall on deaf ears when it comes to my perspective. We get to midseason and we're still seeing a guy who just doesn't really look the part yet. I'm going to be like, you got rid of a serviceable guy and then some because of the assets you gave to get him. And this is a team that's ready to win now. That patience is going to wear thin. And I think just I've been here four years and I know how 49ers fans are. Like one of our callers said, this is just a city they're used to winning. So if it's not resulting in wins, I think those patience is going to start wearing thin sooner rather than later if we're just being realistic. You, you hit it. it. It's all about winning. I think the patience for Trey Lance and the ups and downs, that comes with this team winning enough to keep their season on schedule. Because I think at the end of the line, there's a lot of 49er fans, even those that, that are fans of Jimmy Garoppolo, that will look at the playoffs and say, well, you know what, Garoppolo didn't have what it takes to get a team over the hump in in the biggest of, of big games, whether it was the NFC Championship game in 2021, whether it's the Super Bowl going back to 2019, they were unable to get over the hump. They got to a certain point. They were four and two in the playoffs. If you if you know two and one in, in each of those years, but I think everybody will agree you're going to need maybe somebody to get you over the hump. the The question is the pathway to get back to that point. So if this team is ten and seven, if they are along the way on schedule, I, I to me it. It, it all. It, I'm with you. It can't be one. It can't be one and three. It can't be two and five if it gets to that point. Because I'm not sure that that they'd be able to hold it together the way that they did last year, in an attempt to still make something of their season if that happened. So to me, it has to be two and zero, oh, and it has to be three or four and two, and it has to be six and four, and it has to all add up to to be in 10 and 7 and then you let the chips fall where they may for this year at at that point because it would be Trey Lance's first year as a quarterback in in the playoffs and who knows he he may need to struggle to be great later when it comes to that I'm willing to give him one mulligan on that but it has to at its worst look like the 49ers look like in terms of wins and losses with with Jimmy Garoppolo and, and and we'll see if they're able to make that happen. I think they're talented enough, Jason, to be able to make that happen. Yeah, and you kind of said it. Last year, they were able to kind of weather the storm. There was a point where it was like, oh, man, is this team bad? And then, obviously, they turned it around. It was that uh, Rams game where they turned it around on, I think it was either Sunday night or Monday night football. I remember it was a primetime game. Um, yeah, Monday. Yeah, yep. but I think they were able to do that because they had a veteran quarterback. They had, like, Jimmy G is not a world beater, but you can he stayed even keeled. He's, he's seen every situation. I'm not sure if you're in that situation this year. I'm not sure if you can rewrite the ship with, with a rookie, not a rookie quarterback, but essentially a rookie quarterback. Um, so I do think getting out to a good start, at least record-wise, is paramount for this group. Comcast Business Text Line, uh, agree with the, quote, no excuses argument. If you're going to take the gamble, live with your decision, and see things objectively, 
if Lance ends up stinking, the fans caping for him, and I am one, writes the 5-1-0, need to own it. I, I, think, that's, I think that's fair. That is I, extremely I that's, fair. That's, and that's kind of my gen, that's, that's kind of my outstanding point. You know, with the messaging and all things considered, there is a certain bar that he has to hit. If he doesn't hit that bar, call it as it is. I don't want to hear he's young and Jimmy is a veteran. So, of course, nah, we were told that Jimmy stinks and Trey Lance is that dude. So that's what I'm expecting to see, relatively speaking. You know, I can be realistic. I'm not, I'm not expecting Patty Mahomes. Well, we've seen enough. We ain't getting Patty Mahomes. But I do expect a certain level of play, and if he doesn't reach that level, I'll be a critic, and I'll be objective, and I'll call it how I see it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have the training wheels on for too long. All right, he's Jason Dumas. I'm John Dickinson. We're rolling along here. 888-957-9570. 49ers, do you feel better or worse about – Trey Lance going into this 2022 season after seeing training camp and after seeing the preseason. Uh, also, a uh, little bit of news on, on Jimmy Garoppolo uh, we'll get into as well. Uh, not looking like the Niners have a lot of action on, on the Garoppolo front. Uh. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. More to come right here on 95.7 The Game. Now back to 95.7 The Game. 
John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, 888-957-9570, talking some 49ers. You feel better or worse about Trey Lance going into the 2022 season now that the preseason is in the books and training camp as well. You know, Craig hit me with this during the during the break. Both of us, I hate this two and a half weeks until the regular season. I get it, eliminated preseason game number four. That's completely worthless, Jason. But man, we got we got a lot we got a lot of time to to speculate and wonder and 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 whatever as it as it comes to the, the this season, which still doesn't kick off until two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, I don't get that either. Like. Since they eliminated one of those preseason weeks, you should have shifted up the schedule a week too. Now we just it's going to be a lot of a lot of uh, days and mornings of guys like us just talking, talking, talking. I'm ready for the action. I am ready to see the product on the field. I can't wait till September 11th to see how Trey Lance looks. In Chicago, true road game against a quarterback in his draft class. Now, I keep, of course, the quarterbacks aren't going head to head. They're going against the defense, but it's still a good way to gauge who looks who looks better. Who looks better at this juncture of their career because they're in the same class, and it's a guy. Uh, Justin Fields is a guy the the Niners could have drafted. You know, when they traded up high, and I mean. The Bears, they look like they aren't doing Justin Fields any favors. Like, he doesn't even look like he has a chance to reach his potential uh, from just the outside looking in. That situation looks like a mess. So if he looks better than Trey Lance, what would that really say? And we get to see that right off the jump. We don't have to wait too long. It'll, it'll be interesting. No, it definitely will. A little bit of breaking news here. Uh, nothing huge, but but we'll relay it. Ian Rappaport uh, of NFL.com and the NFL Network, uh, some reporting on Sam Darnold. Uh, he got hurt in the Panthers preseason game last night, carted off against the Bills, and the update is actually better than expected for Sam Darnold. Now, Baker Mayfield's already going to be the starter. He beat Darnold out as far as the, the Panthers' starting quarterback position. But uh, Darnold expected to be out four to six weeks with what it looks like a high ankle sprain. So four to six weeks, it's nothing more severe. And I, I do think, and we'll get into a little bit on Jimmy Garoppolo at some point probably in this segment, Jason, but Carolina as a backup had some potential if, if Jimmy Garoppolo were released here, as we all expect him to be in the, in the next few days. Now it looks like, all right, Sam Darnold is going to be back at least to be the backup, and if Baker Mayfield falters, take over that 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 gig. Uh, and so him not being done for the year or done for most of the year may X out a, a Garoppolo potential destination to, to work his way in and maybe maybe steal a job. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting situation over there in Carolina. I don't think that team's going to be all that good. What What do you think of Baker Mayfield just as a quarterback? Yeah, I don't love him. I think I think he's inconsistent. I think, in essence, he he's a lot like Jimmy Garoppolo. Only the dude was the number one pick in the draft and has a bad attitude, and and teammates don't always love him. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of Jimmy without the intangibles, and he was the number one pick. Right. I I never really loved quarterbacks who are my height. I'm not I'm not that tall. Right. I, you know I'm I'm five eleven on a good day. <laughs> I, I it's just hard. I I couldn't I wouldn't be able to see over Trent Williams if he was blocking my blind side and I had to make a I had to make a ten yard out throw. 
I, I always wonder how quarterbacks of that size are really good. That's why, you know, I admire Russell Wilson so much because he's about my size too. So, you know, it. I, I, I feel the same way about Baker Mayfield. And, you know, Sam Darnold's kind of probably in that same boat. So, uh, you know. Who know, who knows who knows what what the Panthers are going to do. Right? Speaking of injuries, though, JD is like the Niners. I, since I've been here, has have not started a season healthy, and it just continues to happen. Now Jimmy Ward, he's who's placed on the short term IR. I guess that's what it's called. He's out the first four weeks of the season, and I w- was really excited for Jimmy Ward this year because he was playing the best football of his life at the end of last year. He was, he looked like one of the best safeties in the NFL. So it's unfortunate that uh, he, he's not going to be out there on the field to start the season. It really is. And and I think he was extending that into the off season and into training camp. He was having a very good training camp right up until the point where, where he got injured and he really, he was a, becoming more and more always a dude that likes to chirp and likes to talk. But the, a big part of the 49ers' defensive identity this year, which I think it was on display, whether it was Warner talking to dudes or Charvarius Ward maybe talking to dudes, Jimmy Ward talking to dudes, uh, maybe laying a little extra sauce on a, on a hit here and there. Yeah, he was just the it, toughness he brought. Yeah, they, they felt, and, and he was a part of this, they they reminded me a little bit in training camp with just all the talking and the and the the swagger and the edge and the attitude that they were bringing to the table. It, it almost reminded me a little bit of the Seahawks defense when they had Legion of Boom, yeah. and all those dudes were always talking. Like it felt like the Niners Sherm, were trying Chancellor. to, yeah, have a little identity like that. And Jimmy Ward was a big part of that. So I'm, I wonder if some of that maybe goes away a little bit without him having the ability to to be out there until until at least week five. Because I think that they were trying to. You know, obviously they think they can be elite, but I think they also were trying to have a, an identity shift a yeah. little bit. No, 100%, because they were talking that talk all, all season. Jimmy, Jimmy's been barking a bit. Um, Fred Warner has been barking a bit. Uh, you know, shoot, even on the offensive side of the ball, Brandon Ayuk has has been barking a little bit this offseason. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I think the swagger was there. Uh, and I do agree, like they're kind of uh, building an identity. Uh, hopefully, Traverius Ward he'll he'll be ready to go week one. I think Kyle Shanahan alluded to that fact that he thinks he will be. Uh, even he 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 chirps a bit, and, and I like that because I think all of those dudes have the talent to back it up. And look, you know, confidence goes a long way in sports, and uh, this seems like a confident bunch. But you know. Jimmy, he he's a vet, so I expect him. He'll be ready to go after that four week uh, absence. And you know this this Forty ers defense on paper looks really, really, really good. And I think that's that's going to be the unit that leads this team all season. Yeah, they they look like if they're healthy, they're not only really good, but I think have the potential to be elite. I, I wholeheartedly agree with your assessment of of Nick Bosa. I think he's going to be in the defensive player of the year conversation without a doubt uh and and they're going to need it like they are going to need an elite defense i know a lot of the comparisons to to the 2019 team uh, as far as going to need to be anchored by the defense and then the offense will have to come along for the ride because of the 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 young quarterback so eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero we'll kick it around the horn some of the different position groups how you're feeling better or worse about that the question on the board surrounding Trey Lance now that you've seen him in the preseason 
now that you've seen training camp and everything is done, you feeling better or worse about the quarterback position for the 49ers? Let's get Bobby in Oakland uh, in here on the phone lines. What's going on, Bobby? Yo, Bobby. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me on, fellas. Good conversation as always. You know what? I'm okay with what I see for Trey Lance. I mean, it's almost impossible to not struggle with the schemes and the speed of opposing NFL defense, but I expect Kyle to protect him a bit with the running game. Take your shots down. He throws a beautiful long ball, but it's short passes. He does struggle a bit. But, you know, here's where my mind goes. I think he'll be okay toward the end of the year of my struggle for the first half. But here's where my mind goes. I mean, by not going with Trey last year, now I understand all the reasons and dynamics and why you wouldn't put a rookie in last year, but you had a better offensive line. You put him in to let him get the lumps out. But here's the flip side. Jimmy would have stayed healthy, could have traded him for a second or third round. Lincoln Thomason, I still believe, would have been on the team. You could have paid him top dollar because you wouldn't have to worry about Jimmy's money being on the table. But now you've got an offensive line that looks bad. I think it would be a little bit better with the starters coming in. So, yeah, I would have liked to see him go in, come in last year, take his lumps, feel a little bit better. But I feel good about Trey. It's almost impossible not to struggle. So he'll go through it. He'll be stronger for it. And I think by the end of the year, we'll be in the playoffs. We, the team is too good around them to not be in the playoffs. So we'll be fine. I'm, 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 I'm positive about Trey. Bobby, before, Bobby, before we let yeah. you go, how, how long does that patience last for you? Just personally, when do you get to a point where you're like, all right, this might not be working out? You know, I, actually, I'll take the whole year. Okay. The whole year. But, 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 but I, I believe. I believe around week eight, nine, or ten, we still we should see a more consistent trade. But yeah, some of the possible after struggles, you got to give him a year. So I think we'll be. I think he'll be fine. All right, cool. We got some Niners fans who think a whole year, and they they give him that patience. That's a surprise to me, but you know that's good news because I don't want a fan base turning on a guy early. But you know, also the fan base just has expectations to win. Too many of 49er fans, Jason, are are too invested in the fact that, that Trey Lance is going to be a dude to where, to me, they're not going to turn on him. It's almost going to be the excuse machine right. more than it'll be turning on him for, for this year. I, I think there's a lot of patience in play. I'll say this to the point, and I want to get your take on this as far as last year goes. If Trey Lance had played the whole year last year, the Niners would not have sniffed the NFC Championship game, I'll say it, they wouldn't have sniffed the playoffs with the team that, that they had last year and, and the way things started out and it was out of sync and, and injuries in certain places and they lost their running backs. And, like, like, and, and at that point, it would have been four out of five years for Shanahan not in the playoffs, which would add to the pressure going into like if you think there's pressure now there would have been exponential exponentially more pressure going into this year if it's four or five without making the playoffs and Trey had already played and took his lumps as a as a rookie quarterback so I, I'm I'm maintain this I, I'm of the belief that last year Jimmy Garoppolo was 100% the right call I think Trey Lance for this year is 100% the right call they're set up to make the run that they did already last year and at least get into the playoffs this year. And if that happens, I think the two years combined would be a win-win. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, If they get to the playoffs this year and, you know, I would call this a win. But it's also not what you do is how you do it. 
how does Trey Lance look? Does he look like a guy who is going to continue to get better and you can realistically say we have our franchise quarterback? If they make the playoffs and you get that, success. Keep it moving. If you make the playoffs and it's like Trey Lance, he looks okay. Like He looks like he might just be a game manager. I'm not sure if that's a win because you don't trade two first-round picks for a game manager when you had a game manager. You know what I mean? So I think it just depends on how Trey looks and how that trajectory is going to look. And I think the whole quarterback situation is going to split the fan base this year. Unless Trey just looks great and everybody can see that and everybody can see he's going to be a dude. But the more realistic option and what we think we're going to see is an up-and-down quarterback who some weeks looks good, some weeks just doesn't look good, missing passes, that's going to split that fan base because you're going to get the people like me who is like, why did you get rid of someone for this? when we we had that and we could have added some other pieces to this team to help help them win immediately. So it'll be interesting to see that dynamic play out because you already see it on Twitter now, JD. Just there's one side and there's the other side and there's people just going back and forth, back and forth. No doubt. And I it it is a little surprising and I, I think I admitted this to you last week. There there are more 49er fans than I originally anticipated or, or great, gave credit for their being that would have been perfectly comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo running it back for, for one more year. And, hey, for whatever reason, they win with him. And, you know, I saw the note. Uh, I, I think it was on – I was rewatching the game, actually, the 31-14 the and 14 with, with Jimmy again. And, and that means it's 8-28 and 28 without Jimmy under – with you know, Kyle Shanahan. It's like, like, what if for some reason that keeps up? Like any other quarterback, and it's 8-28. And, it's and, and, look, there's some bad quarterbacks. I think Trey Lance should be better than every non-Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback that, that started for the 49ers since 2017, the Brian Hoyers, the C.J. Bethards, the Nick Mullins, you know, guys like that. Uh, he should absolutely walk on the field and, and be better than. But until they go out there and prove it, it is one of those weird things that, that Kyle Shanahan has had to you – know, it's a part of his existence to this point as the 49ers head coach. Wins a lot with Jimmy Garoppolo, even in the playoffs. Doesn't win, with, doesn't win at all with anybody not named Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it, it's such an interesting dynamic. And then you get the guys who are like, well, you know – we were just healthy then, and we won in spite of Jimmy. At the end of the day, you won. That's that's it. That's it. You know, no other quarterback uh, in this era who played for the 49ers can said, say they won. They they just can't. The proof is in the pudding. Hopefully Trey Lance turns that around, and I think he will. Um, but I also think that's the bar. The bar is Jimmy Garoppolo. If you don't look better than Jimmy Garoppolo this season, uh, I'm going to question it unless – unless it's just rather obvious that you're oozing with potential and you're going to be able to put it together one day. But I will question the decision if he doesn't look better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's a fair I think that's a fair expectation. If you're Let's be- run through. If, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. No, I'm just going to let I'll let you finish that thought, but let, and we'll, then we can run through some position groups and I I want to play a little better or worse with you, but I'll let you finish that thought. Yeah, I just want to end it on I don't think that's an unfair bar. Now, 
like you said, Jimmy G is not a world beater. So that bar shouldn't be extremely high from everything I've been sold on. You know, the expectation can't be too high for a guy with his experience level, but I think that bar is fair. We've talked a lot about the quarterbacks. It's John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, 95-7 the game, 888-957-9570. We're here till 1 o'clock. We'll reset that real quick here. Uh, our thanks to Akash Anavarathan for joining us at, at 10 to talk some 49ers. Let's run through the running back room because there is going to have to be, I think, a decision made uh, between Jamichael Hasty and Trey Sermon. I think Jordan Mason's out of the equation. I think he's going to wind up getting cut. You, you feel better or worse about the running backs, Jason, uh, from where you did a month ago? I feel better. You know, I think, you know, the running back position will be fine. Uh, Kyle Shanahan always puts the running backs in good situations for the most part. They've all, always been pretty successful. Trey Sermon obviously has been a disappointment. Uh, early on, you know, out of Ohio State, I thought he was going to be a really good player, and he just hasn't been in in his short career. Um, but I think the running backs are in good shape. Yeah, running backs are definitely in good shape. It's a matter of who's going to get cut, or do they wind up keeping? Do they wind up keeping five running backs plus use check? Is it only four? plus use check and, and they let somebody go like a Jamichael Hasty uh, in addition to to Jordan Mason. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about the running backs. Uh what about the wide receivers? Better better or worse on on the wide receivers as far as uh, coming into the season. Looks like Malik Turner's going to be number 6. Obviously Ayuk and Debo, Jawan Jennings, the the youngster Danny Gray and and Ray Ray McLeod were were always going to be the other five, so not a lot to see here, but I think you got to feel good about the training camp that Ayuk had, especially at the beginning, that, that kind of shows you he's ready to level up. Yeah, Ayuk seems like he's primed for a big year. He seems like he's been uh, one of Trey's favorite targets. And like I said earlier in the show, he's been talking that talk. Uh, I love the confidence, but you're going to have to back it up. And he has all the talent in the world to do so. So I, if I think it, if Ayuk takes that next step, I think this wide receiver room will be in great hands because you know what you're going to get out of Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is going to produce whether it's at that running back hybrid position or if it's kept catching balls. He He's going to make plays. So if you have him and Ayuk, kind of that two-headed monster, everything else will fall into place. And then, of course, George Kittle is going to make a lot of plays He's the tight end, but he's going to make a lot of plays down the field as well. And we know what he does for the offensive line. He's probably the best blocking tight end in football, but he can make plays too down the field. So I think uh, the receiving corps uh, are in good hands. No, I'm with you on that. The only concern that I would have, and it obviously relates back to to Trey Lance, and and I'm with you on Ayuk. He has a connection with Brandon Ayuk. Debo, I thought it was good. I liked seeing him throw the the deep ball, even though it it got broken up on Thursday night, and maybe maybe it was a little short, and that's why it was broken up. But I I like seeing him attack down the field to Debo. He missed that throw over the middle when he was getting pressured to to Debo. That that could have been a nice gain. If there's one thing to keep an eye on that I am a little bit concerned about is Ayuk is clearly his dude. Haven't seen the chemistry that I necessarily would want to see between him and Kittle, 
and him and Debo yeah, to, to this point. I, I, I think agree. that's something that's going to have to get there. I agree, and you see that a lot sometimes around the league. A quarterback kind of locks in on a certain player, and you see the other guys' numbers go down a little bit. And you, you, you will want to see Trey Lance develop a rapport with all the guys. And uh, I've noticed that too, J.D. I've noticed that he, I don't know if favors is the right word, but clearly you see those two have a connection that, you don't see with Kittle and Samuel and you're going to have to spread the wealth because Kittle and Samuel are two of the most talented players in all of the league. So you, you expect it to get there just because of that talent level, but, but you do want to see a little more of that. And uh, I agree with you there because it's, it's clear that he has a connection with Ayuk and that connection isn't there yet with Samuel and Kittle, at least from what we've seen when there might be, plays you know behind closed doors that we haven't seen but most of most of the plays that come out to the public are with Trey and Brandon and and it just seems like there's whether it's a timing issue or the the throws that are a little bit off seemingly are to Kittle or or are to Debo too I know there was a, a play in the game on on Thursday where he's he's looking for Kittle and it's a and the you know he throws it wide right and 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 Kittle can't quite get to it it's incomplete uh, I think they're gonna. He's gonna have to. I, I think a lot of it is just it, he's comfortable with Ayuk, but it's also the the specific plays for whatever reason are maybe uh, better aligned with with the throws that he likes to make where Ayuk is on the field when he's able to to make those throws. I think that could be part of it, but I think that's something that that's going to definitely need a little bit of improvement. Uh, tying this up on the offensive side, I'm I'm much more concerned. I feel worse about the 49ers offensive line than I did at the beginning, only because now there's questions about McGlinchey on the injury front at, at right tackle and whether or not he'll be able to go in the opener. But but it also sounds like there, this is going to be a lingering thing. I know Kyle Shanahan referenced pain tolerance, and they're going to test him out and see how much pain he can play with and through. That's problematic. And then to me, having three question marks in the middle with also having now an injury question mark at your right tackle. Trent Williams might be the best offensive lineman in the game. That helps you. But I'm actually more concerned about the offensive line now than I was at, at the beginning of this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially watching that Texans game now. I know you can't get a full picture just based off that game, but if you want your young, inexperienced quarterback to – progress he can't be running for his life every other play he can't be because you know that's just how you develop bad habits so you really you really want to put him in situations where he's going to continue to grow but watching the offensive line knowing the injury question marks it makes you wonder are they going to stunt Trey Lance's growth 888-957-9570. We're halfway through here on a Saturday. We'll come back. We'll reset some of the topics of the day. Do you want to get into a little Warriors conversation For as sure. well? Did you, hear, did you hear what Stephen A. Smith said about Jonathan Kaminga and why uh, I think Warrior fans shouldn't be surprised by it? That's something we'll definitely hit between now and one. It's John Dickinson. It's Jason Dumas, 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 